Welcome to the Entrepreneur Now podcast, episode eight. I am your host, Heath Armstrong. Today's guest is fantastic. He took his passions for skateboarding and made it a career. Think about that. Not many people do it. Find out why and how right now on the Archipreneur Now podcast. Come on, everybody, let me hear that beat. Come on, come on, everybody, let me hear that beat. Here we go now. Who wants to get funky? Who wants to get a little creative out there? Which one of you want to get a little bit artsy now? Well then get on with your bad self. He's all over the map. From my hometown of Knoxville, Tennessee, all the way to NYC, skateboards are his thing, and he's a creative machine. (laughs) Everybody give a warm welcome to Patrick Peanut McInerney. Patrick, you are the entrepreneur now. What is up, man? Oh, man, great to be here. Thanks Thanks for having me on. Uh, really I'm, excited. <laughs> yeah, oh, I am too, definitely. And Patrick or Peanut, let's, I'm just going to call you Patrick Mac or Peanut and flop them throughout the entire it's, interview. It's more natural. Some people know me as Peanut. Some yeah, as Peanut Patrick. Yeah. is the co-founder and art director, uh, Knock on Wood Skateboards. Uh, I mean, he's into all sorts of creative stuff, photography, web design, uh, obviously skateboarding. Uh, you used to play the keys back in the day too. Are you still doing that? You know, I do a little bit. I live in a tiny apartment, so right now the there's no room for the keyboard. It's underneath the bed, but yeah. I get it out whenever I can and jam on it a little bit. You need to move your bed to the hallway. <laughs> I uh, I remember hearing a story about Jack White when he was younger. He had all of his instruments crammed into his room, and his and he would sleep in the hallway because he couldn't fit it in his room. Oh uh, man, it's kind of crazy. That would, that would not fly with the with the lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear that, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Peanut and I go back to when we were just kids and it's been a long time and he's been a tough one to keep in touch with and track down because he's really, I think, had it all figured out before anybody else did. Uh, always quietly creating in the background and while we're all just out doing stupid, you know, adolescent things and being kids. Uh, you obviously had the entrepreneur bug from the beginning, man, and I'm so happy to have you on the show and I respect you so much and I'm a huge fan of everything you've done. Um, so, you know, why, why skateboarding? Why is skateboarding so important to you? And I just fell in love with skateboarding from a very young age of ever since I can remember, like going to the public, public library with my mom, she would send me the, go pick out the books that I wanted. And half of them would be skateboard books or something with like skateboard photography in it. Uh, so it's just like something I just always thought was so cool and exciting and got pretty serious into it, I guess, like, around, like, middle school, like, age 11, got, like, first real skateboard, uh, gave up uh, doing, like, soccer and baseball and basketball, <laughs> not all together, but, like, slowly 
those sports drifted away and skateboarding kind of crept in, took over my life for the most part, and I continue to do it uh, ever since, age 29 right now. So you know, I hope to be uh, doing it for as long as I can, as long as my knees are working, you know. Yeah, so you've obviously built your life kind of around it. So it's got to be more important to you than just a hobby on the side. Essentially, you've probably built, you know, your, all of your friendships and community around it. Um, so that's, that's pretty cool to take a passion and be able to say that you did that. Yeah, definitely. Like skate, skateboarding is such a social hobby. And like anywhere you go in the world, you, like if you go to Paris, you meet up with skateboarders. They might not speak the same language like verbally, but you speak the same language like on that skateboard and you're immediately like homies show you around like wherever you go in the world. It's like skateboarding is just a it's a giant community worldwide. Yeah, man. Very cool. What's really cool about it. So I'm going to get into this little segment we call the breezy threes because I want to get to know your creative side a little bit. I know you have a, a fantastic one and you've always had the inside track on you know, the new indie music, and I definitely need some new stuff on my playlist, so I've been looking forward to asking you this on or off the recording. Uh, mm-hmm. What are you listening to right now? Uh, right now, you know, I like to I like to obsess, obsess over albums, and I'll listen to them all the way through mm-hmm. on repeat all day for maybe a week or two straight. That's exactly uh, how I am. And I love it, and I, I just like, I love when I find an album like that, and that's all I want to listen to. Yeah, it's and I a want to full share work of people. art. Yeah, yeah. So I, uh, I guess like lately, um, like one one of my favorites like past year was uh, Kurt Vile, "Walking on a Pretty Days." Yeah, that album through and through was was beautiful. I uh, really enjoyed that. Uh, one of my all time favorites, Joanna Newsom, "Milk Eyed Mender." Mm-hmm. It's a, kind of an oldie but a goodie now. Um, definitely enjoy that. Um, maybe some semi newer stuff. Uh, really enjoyed the Death Vessels album. Uh, it's called Island Intervals. I have uh, not heard that. No, that's definitely a good one to check out. I think it's a Sub Pop Records. Mm-hmm. Um, and then today, on repeat, I was listening to just this one song called Bored. Uh, it's called Let Down by Bored Nothing. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a good one to check out. Cool, and I will put all those on the show notes so everybody can see them and uh, check them out because I'm sure that Peanut's not going to let us down on this one. Uh, <laughs> I can assure you of that. Uh, so who do you think some of your biggest role models or influences are? are? Um, definitely biggest role model, probably starting out. like In college, I had a photography professor, Mike Smith, he was a big influence to me. Um, you know, he like studying with him. I grew huge appreciation for the art or the art of uh, photography. Um, mm-hmm. And also, he uh, he pushed me to work really hard. You know, he uh, kind of like got me out of my comfort zone a lot of times, like with photography and like you know working with like strangers on the street to do like portraits you know if i'm just like driving by someone like oh that's an interesting person like wish i could photograph them and like kind of like inspiring me to like do that like go talk to those people you know like set up a camera and a tripod and like work with them to 
get a nice portrait that I'm happy with. Yeah, man, it's so important to get out of your comfort zone. Uh, it is the most important thing in the world if you want to take a step forward to do something that you've never done before. And, and most of us have that fear. But what we fear most is usually what we most need to do. That's a Timothy Ferris quote. And <clears throat> another one that I always think of every single day, I've got it written down, is life begins at the end of your comfort zone. So I'm a, I'm a full believer in that. Yeah, that's that's definitely on point right there. Um, another another big inspiration, just like every day, is uh, <clears throat> there's this photographer here and lives in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, he's on Instagram. His name is Daniel Arnold. Uh, I've been like following him for the past year on Instagram. Just like every day, he'll post a photo or two or three of just like strangers, just like that he photographed on the subway or on the streets, and like the images that he captures like with his iPhone are just amazing. Like just, uh, without people knowing them, like without talking to them, it's sort of like a Gary Winogrand style yeah, uh, of photography, street photography. Um, he definitely kills it. Big inspiration every day. Whenever I see his work. Yeah. Very cool. Um, and then I would say like, with like skateboarding, I would say either Josh Stewart or Alan Ying. They're both uh, New York skateboarders. Josh Stewart, he uh, he's created a series of independent uh, skateboard videos called Static, and he just put out his fourth one. I think it's, it's his final one as well. Uh, definitely recommend anyone who's in the skateboarding who hasn't seen those or heard of those yet, definitely check those out. Uh, he He's just like a do-it-yourself kind of guy, and now he's uh, also running his own skateboard distribution. And the fact that like he's just doing it all himself and figuring it out as he goes along is a huge inspiration. It's like if he can do it, like why can't I? You know that kind of yeah, exactly. Thing, you know? And essentially, you're doing it too, so it's amazing. And uh, you know, I was thinking when you mentioned Mike Smith, I have actually offered him to be on this podcast. Uh, oh man, that would be amazing. Because uh, he was recommended to me through my little sister, who's also an art major at East Tennessee State, which is, I believe, where you went. Yes, it is. And uh, she sent me his contact info, but I haven't been able to get a hold of him yet. Maybe I'll send him this episode, and it'll ring a bell, and maybe he'll he'll consider it. <laughs> oh man, if if he's listening, uh, sorry, Mike, I haven't kept in touch. I'm really bad about that, but. An email or a phone call is due very soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I have a now I have an in. Yeah. Do you have a creative bucket list with your you know skateboarding business or really any creative sense at all? Do you have anything that you want to accomplish later in life? I do. Yeah, I do have a few things in the back of my head that just things I haven't quite gotten to yet. Like maybe tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow. Hopefully sooner than later. Uh, one of them, I would love to record an album because I have a few songs on the keyboard that's stuffed underneath the bed. Mm-hmm. That <clears throat> those songs I'm just barely holding on to in my memory. But every time I see a piano, I'll, I'll play them. I would love to get those down on, just like record it, and it's long overdue. Yeah, you're gonna have to send them my way when you do. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to like see what you think about them. I still have a couple tracks from back in the day. I remember that you you put down on the keyboard some really weird stuff, and 
Oh, really? I still have them somewhere. Yeah, I could probably pull Man, them up. If you have that, because I don't think I have it any longer, so that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'll take a look. <laughs> I'll take a look for sure. Uh, then another thing I'd like to do creatively is uh, have my own garden. You know, I don't. Again, right now I don't have the space for that kind of thing, mm-hmm. but eventually I think that would be awesome to grow vegetables and eat them, and I think that would be very rewarding. Oh, it's it's amazing. I've got probably a. 20 by 20 foot section of my yard and I've got about 15 tomato plants out there right now that are six feet tall no joke wow and it's such an amazing thing to be able to go out there and pick it and eat it and your energy levels are just so high because you're eating so healthy Mm -hmm. Um, and so yeah it's fantastic I recommend that to anybody Um, another another thing I'd like to do is design my own app so I've designed other people's apps and worked with other co- companies to design different apps, but I'd like to do something either like for myself, like, or not for myself, but for everyone, but design, design it and develop it myself. So I feel like I, if I did that, I would learn a lot. Do you have any ideas for some. it yet? I don't want to, I don't want to give any ideas away. <laughs> Touche. But, uh, <clears throat> I did have this one amazing idea, this pizza app, but it recently, Someone else launched a very similar idea, so I don't know if it's... That doesn't mean yours can't be better, man. <laughs> yeah, I could make it better, you know. Yeah. we I've worked on one for about four or five months, just nonstop, and then there was nothing out there like it. And then I woke up one day and found something that was pretty much doing the exact same thing. And mm-hmm. it felt like a kick to the stomach, but after mm-hmm. talking to a lot of people who have released so many different apps, they say it doesn't matter at all. Uh, right, there's so many... If yours so many- is better... Or if it's different, there's better people and different people that'll appeal to yours over the other ones. So, uh, you know, everybody puts your own creative touch on it and you'll be fine. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I mean, I might bring that idea back up, you know, trying to work with a developer, trying to figure it out myself. So, I mean, anything with pizza is amazing. Oh, absolutely. It's my favorite food. (laughs) I'm sure you get some good pizza up there in New York. I eat way too much of it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's my favorite style. So, well, how how exactly did you take this passion that you had for skateboarding and build, you know, your life and your business around it? You obviously just had to step right in head first and can you take us back to when you first had the idea or the feeling that this is what you wanted to do uh, and how kind of did it all flow into what it is now? Yeah, so it started in high school the idea of knock on wood. So that's what the skateboard brand is called um, in high school I took a class it was called senior out of school experience where basically you create a project for yourself and you have a teacher that you work with that you check in with periodically who tracks the progress and makes sure that you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and also like someone to collaborate with sort of and so I had this idea to make a skateboard video with my friends it's it's kind of what we did anyhow, but I wanted to make it more official. So I branded it. I called it Knock on Wood, and we put it out. It was, it was fun. Had a featured a lot of my friends, like three main parts, bonus section, mm-hmm. uh, montage section. You know, just like got into uh, <clears throat> working with Adobe Premiere and doing a little bit of editing. Um you know, it was a really good intro to using software of, of that sort. Yeah, and I took a sneak peek at it last night again, and it really took me back. 
yeah, it was a lot of, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So to watch it again and again sometimes. And you know, I haven't checked it out in a while, but yeah. There's it's a very a, good possibility that I'll be posting that and maybe pick up sticks uh, in the guest grid on the Archpreneur Now website, which is artsynow.com. There is a guest grid where it's a big collage of a portfolio of all my different guests. Uh, so you'll be on there and we'll have all sorts of different uh, creative works from you there. Uh, great. Hope it, hope everyone enjoys that stuff. Um, <laughs> so, so after the video, a few years later, uh, I was with skateboarding with my friend, one of my good friends, Emmanuel Perez, and we were at the McClung Tower at University of Tennessee, just sitting on the steps. And I don't know how it happened, but the idea just kind of came about that, like, you know, Emmanuel had some money. I had a steady job. I had some money. Let's put our money together and make some skateboards. So I went to the computer. I made a few graphics. Uh, we called around the different skateboard manufacturers, found one up in Long Island, New York, that would uh, that would make them for us. You know, a small run of like 100 boards. So we did that, and it just kind of took off. You know, like we started seeing people in, in and around town, that we didn't even know we're riding our skateboards that we were selling through the local skate shop, uh, Pluto sports. And so that was like a huge ins inspiration to see other people like who appreciated what we were doing enough to, you know, use their money to buy, to buy our skateboards. And that was just enough to give us like momentum to keep going. Yeah. So, We've been doing it since. Uh, I'm now so I through through knock on wood through knock on wood I started learning a little bit about web design and development, and so I, every company has a website. So I did our first website with Dreamweaver, you know, figured it out, learned a lot, and now I think we're on our fourth uh, version of the website. So and, are you still using Dreamweaver? <laughs> um, no, no. We're not any longer, but we're using WordPress. So I like to take yeah. WordPress templates and like mix and match them and, you know, edit them, reskin them, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's exactly what I do. And I started in Dreamweaver as well. And I, I opened it up the other days to get a memory and my head mm -hmm. about exploded. So <laughs> yeah, I, I use it sometimes just for the FTP yeah. part of it, just to transfer files, but that's it. Well, cool. And so you had your you had your uh, skateboards, and I know you had T-shirts and other uh, merchandise in Pluto Sports. Did you ever have any shops of your own? Yeah, I had an opportunity to open up a skate another skate shop, a competitor skate shop in Knoxville, and you know it, it pained me to do it because uh, I worked at Pluto at the time, but it was also like a a good opportunity for me, and. <clears throat> to open up my own skate or work with someone to open up a skate shop. And we, we did it for about three months and it didn't work out too well. But what I did think was a success from that experience was that I was, was that I had the opportunity to do the branding for the skate shop. And, mm. you know, I think that turned out really well. And i I kind of fell in love with like that aspect of it. Like, I don't think I ever want to run my own skate shop again, but, I do like to do branding for other companies and do branding for knock on wood. So 
Yeah, and you're you're obviously extremely talented at it. Uh, and all the designs, I mean, if you get on his website, is knockonwood.com. It's a uh, it's a wood skateboard. Woodskateboards.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got about six to eight boards, I think, on there. And I was looking at them yesterday, and they're all fantastic. You need to try to sell one to CK because he broke his the other day, finally, after all those years. Oh, yeah. Let me get his number or uh, email or something. I'll hit him up. Should we put his number live on this episode? (laughs) Sounds great. (laughs) Let's put it out there. Uh, I'll I'll give it to you on the show notes or after the show, not in the show notes. (laughs) Uh, So, obviously, I think it is a huge point to make that you learn so much from this failure of your shop opening up and closing down. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you realize that that's not really something that you, you know, you had a little taste and it's not really something that you wanted to get into that much, uh, but you did learn mm-hmm. about branding and you loved it and you kind of took off from there. Uh, so it's amazing the little things that can happen that lead to something else uh, much bigger. And as long as you keep chugging along, you'll find those little doors that open and you'll find something that you truly love and you can build a whole lifestyle around it. When do you think was the last time that you were doing something creative and you just ripped a big old fart? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding, man. (laughs) Uh, Oh man. I I remember this time. Oh, precisely. Uh, Every day, actually. <laughs> you came out. You came out of college, and you decided that you were going to dive right into the jungle, man. So essentially, you've always been willing to take that risk, uh, get a little funky, and get out of that comfort zone. And I love that about you. And I know you touched on it a little bit earlier, but it really pumps me up, man. It gets me going. And how how important do you think stepping out of your comfort boundary is to accomplish your goals? I mean, for somebody who's listening, say there's a young peanut out there. Uh, and he has some great idea and he wants to follow into skateboarding, what would you tell him about just stepping out of his comfort zone? You know, you can learn so much from failure, so don't be afraid of that, first of all. But getting out of your comfort zone, that is the key to success. I mean, if you don't try and fail, you won't ever learn. So it's all about trial and error as well. You kind of learn it as you go, so don't be afraid or don't be overwhelmed and think that any ideas is too big or impossible for you to accomplish. You just got to go for it. Yeah, and man. Let's go slug. all in. When life gives you lemons, you paint that shit gold. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's a re- that's a real easy way to sum it up. Uh, <laughs> you, you have to die a few times before you can really live. That's a Bukowski quote that I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it, it kind of sums it up. You have to take those pitfalls before you really figure out, uh, you know, the, the baby steps that you need to take to climb the mountain. Uh, and everybody goes through it. You know, everybody thinks that there's these overnight successes out there that just made a million dollars and that was it from doing one thing. But really, every single one of those takes 10 years to create uh, behind the scenes. So, All right, I think I think also just just do what you love. You know, if you, if you're not happy about like what you're doing right now in life in life, you know, obviously something needs to change. So I think figuring that out and finding what you love and like just going after it. And if you love photography or photographing strangers or something like that, you know, like (laughs) 
obsess over it and do it over and over and eventually you'll get better and it will become its own success a lot of times. Yeah, and if you or, combine or you'll that, fail yeah. and you'll you'll learn from that failure. So if you combine your passion and just try to start networking, it's huge. Uh, I mean, did you have a network at all when you first got started? It was kind of started from scratch, I guess. It's, you know, before I did Knock on Wood, actually I was working at another skate shop in near East Tennessee State University. And I designed a board for a skate shop there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I saw like that it was fairly, not easy, but like it was possible to get it skateboard manufactured you know i saw that like these people are doing it like why can't i do it so that kind of led again and gave me confidence that yeah it was possible you know if you see one person do it just then you can do it too um but building a network it just kind of came organically over over time like through the the manufacturers and the, the business owners that you work with it uh, you know, you meet one person and they have two friends who you'll meet, and it just builds yeah. organically. And it's amazing the power that it can create over time, and even a short amount of time. And I know that you have recently been involved with creating the skate app, which was released by Nike, um, which is a game kind of essentially just like horse with basketball, but it's for skateboarding, right? Skate. Yeah, there's a few aspects to the to the app, uh, so you can play a game of skate which is like horse, you're correct with that. But also you can, it's sort of like an Instagram or or like a Facebook feed where you can see like recent tricks and like what tricks are hot and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's it's also a way for people to get noticed uh, through skateboarding, just like yeah. another, another way for people to get noticed and potentially get sponsored one day or just kind of get their footage out there. It's also a way to log all the tricks that you've done, earn badges, uh, that kind of thing. And you can kind of track your progress over time. Yeah, so, so sort of like an entire social media platform for skateboarders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty pretty neat, yeah. So I worked on that with uh, uh, the company that I'm working for now is RGA, and I've been there for about four years now. Um and yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I've been working with uh, Nike uh, Action Sports, which is uh, the skateboarding and snowboarding for the past year. Um, so it's been yeah, it's been a lot of fun doing a web design for them, uh, doing the helping out with the Nike skateboard app. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten the opportunity to touch a lot of interesting projects, and I've learned a lot. And just trying to take every opportunity that I can to learn more. Capitalize, man. What What's the most creative thing that you've ever been involved with regards to skateboarding? Uh, you know, from early on, you know, I, uh, me and a few friends, we built a mini ramp. That was pretty creative, and that was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, I think that's, that's one of the best things about skateboarding. You can do it everywhere. You know, all you need is a little bit of concrete. Or some, just like a flat surface. Yeah. Or you can build your own ramp, you know. So it's it's a lot of fun building that up and, uh, you know, using it even when there's a little bit of destruction or blood spilled on the way down, huh? 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if you could spend one hour creating something with anybody from the past or present, who would it be and, and what do you think you would create? And one hour is not much time, but I think I'll give you a I day. Would, I'll give you a day. A day? You know. Okay, I might I might need to. But I, I've been wanting to collaborate with uh, this sculpture artist Hiroshi, and he's collaborated with other skateboard companies before. Um, but he he uses recycled skateboards and somehow like presses them together and then creates these custom sculptures out of them. Mm. And I think. And they're really colorful and really, it's really beautiful. Like they hardly resemble a skateboard afterwards, but those are really neat. And I would love to do something with him and it would probably take a few days actually, because his process seems like it's very tedious, but yeah, very I, creative. Yeah. I urge anyone to check him out. His name's Hiroshi. And we can put a link to him in the show notes as well. Uh, so that you, there's really a, a huge, artistic side behind the design on the back of these boards mm-hmm. uh, you know each one of them has its own personality and i think that if you are involved with people who are into skateboarding you can tell really quick that they're very passionate about their boards and what they mean to them do you do any of the artwork on the back of your boards or, or do you have other people come in that design those uh, kind of on a contract to you or just friends I did the the first few graphics, and I've done a couple more since, but I really enjoy working with other artists mm-hmm. and collaborating with them and kind of uh, giving them the opportunity, you know, to see their vision through, you know, f- for the graphics. And we, we just manufacture them. And or we don't manufacture them themselves, but we outsource and manufacture it. Outsource the manufacturing. And, you know, I just love to work with other artists, other friends, other people involved in skateboarding. Uh, we've worked with, uh, so Matt Scher is actually one of the writers on our team, and he's done a few of the graphics, and he's just a, an amazing illustrator. And I'll, so I'll take like whatever he sends me, and I'll format it for the skateboard and then send it out to get made. And kind of works. That's the process of how we work with the, other artists, but yeah, man, very cool. Uh, I'm digging it. I've always thought it was interesting. I was down in new Orleans, uh, for jazz fest earlier this year. And we ate in this little, uh, restaurant where really they had the entire wall. All the walls were just covered in skateboards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was, it was very cool. And the artwork was just amazing. And most of them were by the same guy down there. And I can't think of his name. I know I took a couple pictures. I could probably look into it. Uh, but it's it's a super artistic and creative thing. And I think everything around skateboarding in general is that way. And most of the people are too. And so it's just a, it's a super interesting uh, area to be involved with. Yeah, it is. It's also interesting that the, the graphic is typically what sells the skateboard, you know, for the most part, unless someone's ridden that board before and they enjoy that shape of the skateboard. Yeah, but the graphic is the first thing that someone sees, and just like that's what people fall in love with. But then later on, you just completely destroy the board, and <laughs> it's a, I don't know, it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they really do make a personal connection with it. It's like when you see it and you want it, you just kind of know, as long as it mm-hmm. feels good and it looks good. So, um, pretty interesting. So, Patrick, 
if you had to battle Godzilla, how would you use your creativity or talents to defeat that big bastard? Oh, man. So if I was trying to protect the city of New York and Godzilla was coming and I had to get him out of here, I would definitely challenge him in a game of skate because <laughs> I've seen videos of that dude and I don't even think he can jump off the ground. I don't know. He looks pretty heavy. <laughs> so I think I would I think I would get him in a game of skate. I mean, would you would you call it fair and at least build him a board that was big enough for him? You know, I I would have to or else yeah, we wouldn't be able to play. So yeah, that that makes sense. <laughs> I would pay to see that. <laughs> I think that I think that would be a whole brand by itself, man. That, Dude, that one think- that one would really take off. I think uh, I think you're on to something. <laughs> do you do you have any favorite advice, resources, or tools that you use on a daily basis that you think that would be of value to our listeners? Just like yeah, everyday advice. I, actually, I came across this quote the other day, which I thought was was really nice. Uh, came from Steve Jobs. I think he was quoting someone else, but it's if you live each day as if it was your last, someday. You're most certainly, you'll most certainly be right. Yeah. Uh, definitely some, one resource or a few resources that I use uh, are these websites. I, they post up like the new, like the new websites that are hip or cool or just like design that is like trending and I guess that kind of thing. And there's a few of them and they all kind of work sim- in a similar fashion. Um, I think siteinspire.com is one of them. Um, awards.com is another one with uh, three three uh, W's. And those sites are really nice just to see like what what is new and what's trending and in the in the web design world. You know, I like to visit those sometimes in the morning before I get started. You know, just for like a little bit of inspiration. That's cool. I've never checked those out. I'm gonna get on there and and I'll post those in the show notes too. So awards with three W's. That's correct. Cool. Do you have a way that our listeners can get in contact with you? Uh, yeah, you can contact me at mrpatrickmack at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, I've got a few other emails, uh, patrick at woodskateboards.com. Um, or check me out on Instagram um, at, at patrickmack. So it's M-A-C-K. Very cool, and I feel like at this moment I should be playing that Return of the Mac song. Uh, <laughs> just every time you're introduced anywhere, you should probably be playing that in the background. Uh, but hey, man, thank you so much for being on. It's been fantastic. Uh, super pumped. Next time, if I can get you on later down the road, I'm going to have to get CK on here to do a guest interview with you. I know that would make him extremely excited. But everybody out there, you know, don't count the days. Make the days count. Get funky, do a little jive, do a little dance. Don't be boring. If you're working a stupid day job that makes you feel miserable and it's as boring as a dead moth on a cardboard box, then get away from it and go out and do something wild. Uh, Follow your passions, follow your dreams. Patrick's a perfect example. He's been amazing today. And just thank you so much for being the entrepreneur now. (laughs) And always remember, Patrick, to keep it heady. All right. Thanks a lot, Heath. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the Entrepreneur Now podcast. For all the show notes and more information, please visit 
artsynow.com. That's A-R-T-S-Y now.com. Thank you. The music for this podcast was provided by Shaky Feeling out of Ventura, California. For more information, please visit shakyfeeling.com. Keep it funky.